You're listening to the Military Homeschool Podcast. The Military Homeschool Podcast aims to equip and encourage parents by covering topics relevant to military homeschooling families. Tune in each week for tips and advice from someone who's been there as a military wife and homeschooling mom. You'll also hear inspiring stories and informative guest interviews with experienced military homeschoolers and experts in the educational field. The Military Homeschool Podcast is a broadcast of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. A special thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Upper Iowa University. A quality education is affordable and flexible at Upper Iowa University. Serving the military community with online associate, bachelor's, and master's degrees for more than two decades, Upper Iowa University offers tuition grants for service members, spouses, and dependents of all branches of the military. UIU students work one-on-one with an advisor, and classes are taught by expert faculty. Learn more by visiting uiu.edu slash homeschool. Welcome back to the Military Homeschool Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Niehoff. Thanks so much for listening in. Today, let's talk about de-schooling. De-schooling is a term I'd never heard of until we were a ways down the road in our homeschooling journey. However, once I learned about it, I wished I'd known of it sooner. But homeschooling moms, it's not too late to reap the benefits of de-schooling, even if you've homeschooled for several years now. Today, let's discuss what de-schooling is, why you should consider it, and how to de-school. So what is de-schooling? De-schooling is a method that is often overlooked or even unheard of, but can be incredibly beneficial for both children and parents. A couple of years after our family started homeschooling, I had first heard of the term de-schooling. Once I better understood what de-schooling is, I so wish I'd heard about it from the get-go. However, I have since then utilized de-schooling over the years, actually every now and then, at times when I felt that my kids or myself needed a reset. So de-schooling is the process of detaching oneself from traditional schooling methods and structures in order to allow for more creativity and freedom, self-expression, and even peace. This is done over a period of time during which you do very little formal schoolwork in order to reset your child's natural love of learning. De-schooling can be done in a variety of ways, depending on your needs and preferences, as well as the needs of your child. You may also find that during the de-schooling process, you adjust or readjust your understanding of and approach to how your child learns best. All right, so how is it done? De-schooling can be done in a variety of ways, depending, as I said, on your child's needs and on your own needs and preferences. Remembering that de-schooling is a process of detaching yourself from the traditional schooling methods and structures, it's important to do as little formal schooling or formal curriculum as possible during this time. This means that your child isn't expected to complete worksheets or study from a textbook or sit and listen to boring lectures. Now, I do get that there are states that have very specific homeschool regulations, which may require some more formal schooling. 
But also keep in mind that de-schooling is a time of reframing our ideas of how, when, and where learning takes place. Learning actually takes place in many ways outside of curriculum. For instance, during this time of de-schooling, read to your child often. Even older children can benefit from and even love having you read to them. Make it a special time. Cozy up together on the couch and read a good book. Then ask them questions about what you just read to them. This will teach comprehension and critical thinking skills. Older children may also be able to read aloud to you and their younger siblings. This not only helps with their reading and speaking skills, but also gives you insight into their reading level and ability. Another way to continue learning during a time of de-schooling is to play educational board games. For instance, Monopoly teaches counting and utilizes many different math skills. Interestingly enough, when I was in college, we had a semester where my accounting teacher had us divide up and she gave each of us, each of our teams, a Monopoly board along with the tokens and the money and everything. And she had created spreadsheets where we were to record our debits and credits and such. So we started off, we each picked our token and, and set everything up. We would play until class was over, at which point we would then record where we had left off and made sure we were kept a tally of all of our debits and all of our credits. So when we bought property, we would obviously record that as a debit. When we paid a fine, we would record that as a debit. We, when we got paid, we would record that as a credit. Then at the end of the semester, wherever we were at in our game, and some of us had already finished, my team didn't, we were still going. Um, the teacher had us add everything up, just like if we were an accountant, and turn in our spreadsheets. But the important thing is, is through doing that, I learned accounting in a way that I wouldn't have otherwise. It would have just been boring numbers. And accounting was a class that at first, when I f first went in there before we started playing the game, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed with it. And I thought, oh, this is going to be such a long year. However, after just that semester of playing Monopoly, I understood accounting and debits and credits so much better. So Find ways that you can utilize board games in a similar way. You know, make it fun. We only played for, I think, 30 or 45 minutes max each class time. And our class met, I believe it was like two times a week. It's been a few years. But it was so fun. And it's something that in all the college courses I took, that I remember very clearly. And it's helped me today when I balance my checkbook and I pay bills and such. So that is that was a fun way of learning. Another way to include real life learning during de-schooling time, something outside of curriculum, is to include your children in everyday life. Cook together, clean together, go on errands. So much can be taught outside of formal academics. Another example is that math can be learned in so many other ways other than just through completing a bunch of problems on a worksheet. 
Teach your child counting in addition through keeping score during a basketball game. Also, take your child to the grocery store. An article on VeryWellFamily.com has some great tips for teaching math concepts at the grocery store. For instance, they can learn estimation. Before going shopping, have your child write down an estimate of the cost of each item that's on your grocery list. Let your child hold different types of vegetables that weigh approximately the same amount. Potatoes and onions, for example, work well. Have him or her put each one in each hand and estimate which one is heavier. Then use the produce scale to test their estimation. Another thing that they can learn at the grocery store is, ad- uh, is addition and subtraction. Use the shopping list on which your child estimated the cost of the items and have her or him add up their estimated total and subtract it from your budget. Is her estimation under budget? Use subtraction to see how much money you'll have left over. Another fun game is comparison. Compare the cost of different brands of items, looking at the the same size of the package and deciding which is a better deal for the money. Compare the actual cost of your groceries to your child's earlier estimation. They can also learn multiplication. Take your child through the produce section and point out how the fruits and vegetables are priced. Have him calculate how much it would cost to purchase three apples or two pounds of grapes. And then obviously they learn about money. For instance, provide older children with coupons and the sales flyer and a calculator. Ask them to figure out how much is how much certain items would cost if you use the coupons. These are just a few suggestions to get you started. And I will have a link to that article from verywellfamily.com in my show notes. Other ways to de-school is to get outside, go for walks, hike a nature trail, bike ride, play at the park, go swimming, attend concerts and plays, art exhibits, and sporting events, go to the museum and zoo or aquarium, and make frequent trips to the library, create or build, stock up on art supplies such as watercolors, colored pencils, clay, paint, etc., and let your child just enjoy being creative, however that looks for them. Build a birdhouse or a model car together. Get some wood scraps, nails, and a hammer, and just let your child determine what he or she wants to build from that. Another great way is volunteer. Find an area of interest and volunteer alongside your child, especially if they're young. You two can walk dogs at an animal shelter, or visit the elderly at a nursing home. Your child can make cards to give to them, too. When my two older daughters were teenagers, we had a country vet who looked after our dogs back then. And she had mentioned one time when we were in there with with one of the dogs, and my daughters, both or one of them at least, would go with me. And she always mentioned how well behaved they were. And she mentioned that she was always looking for teenagers who wanted to volunteer. It wouldn't be anything glamorous, but they might help clean out the animal cages and take the dogs for walks that were boarding there or staying there overnight or something. And just in general, help out and clean up and such. 
So first, my oldest daughter, who loved animals, started volunteering there. And it was such a great experience for her. And she really worked towards being a vet tech after that. And then my second daughter started working for her when she got a little, or volunteering for her when she got a little bit older. And they did that for several years. And it was such a great experience. And especially for my oldest daughter, who this was really something that she thrived doing. And she found a love of animals and worked, like I said, towards being a vet tech. And the the veterinarian would teach her how to do veterinarian type things, whatever all that is. And she would get to be with her in there when she was doing checkups and other things. And so she just learned from that volunteer experience that she wanted to be a vet tech. And so that was so positive for her. So I really encourage you to find ways to volunteer. And then in other ways that are fun are just to watch documentaries and educational TV shows and videos. You know, even something like Reading Rainbow, which is something I used when my kids are, were younger. And I don't even know if they still have Reading Rainbow on PBS anymore. Uh, we also watched um, The Magic School Bus. And then one time before we were getting ready to go to Mount St. Helens, we rented a tape that was actually in a church library and about Mount St. Helens and how that was formed. And then we went on vacation and visited Mount St. Helens and got to see that firsthand. So things like that is something that will usually stick in your child's brain much longer than a dry textbook. Learning doesn't require textbooks or worksheets or a classroom. Learning can happen anywhere, day or night. And the great thing about homeschooling is that we know that our children are always learning. They've been learning from day one, from the day we brought them home from the hospital. And as parent and teacher, we get to allow our children the freedom to learn in whatever mode suits them best, even if that means on the couch or on the floors standing or moving it around and taking frequent breaks and incorporating lots of hands-on practice. So how long should you de-school? Well, that's totally up to you. Keep good records of your child's learning activities and artwork and so forth so that you can be sure that you're in legal compliance with your state homeschool regulations. If your child becomes bored, you may want to begin including more formal academics. Some kids especially just thrive on that or enjoy the routine. They may not like the worksheets so much, but they do well with that routine. Also, you may feel more comfortable adding in curriculum so that you feel like you're on track. Listen to what your child and your mama's heart is telling you. And know that even if you choose to go back to a much more structured, formal way of educating your child, there's no one right way to homeschool. Plus, you can always take a break or go back to a season of de-schooling later on. We did. Why should you de-school? There are many reasons why you might want to consider de-schooling. One reason is that it helps both you and your child to get out of the traditional school mindset and see that learning is so much more than just academics. Deschooling can allow for more creativity and, and self-expression and freedom. 
Traditional schools, with its rules and uniformity, often stifles creativity and individual expression. Deschooling allows you and your child the opportunity to explore their interests without restrictions. Additionally, deschooling can provide a more personalized learning experience. Traditional schools often have large class sizes and a one-size-fits-all approach to education. Deschooling can allow you to tailor your child's education to their individual interests and needs. Then when you're ready to include curriculum, you have a better grasp on what works best for your child. A well-known animal expert and zookeeper, Jack Hanna, said, The world is the true classroom. The most rewarding and important type of learning is through experience, seeing something with our own eyes, end quote. Deschooling is sure to be a rewarding experience for both you and your children. In my show notes at Military Homeschool Podcast, I'll be sure to include links to several resources with great information and tips to help you in your deschooling journey. Well, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening in. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Military Homeschool Podcast. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast listening app and then share it with a friend. And would you do me a favor and take a moment to rate the podcast and give it a five-star rating? Please join me again next week for another episode of the Military Homeschool Podcast. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. If you liked this podcast, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating and leave a comment. Links to the resources mentioned during the show today can be found in our show notes at militaryhomeschoolpodcast.com. Connect on Facebook at Military Homeschool Podcast or via email at militaryhomeschoolpodcast at gmail.com.